The following is a paid program on 600 WREC. Good morning, Memphis, and welcome to our internet listeners and podcast listeners across the 50 states. You're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop, and I'm your host, Joe Garner, Mortgage Loan Officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. Our general topic is running into snags in the real estate financing process. Here's how to hop over the hurdles. Thank you to Jordan Carter of Pest Marshals for sponsoring this episode of Real Estate Mortgage Shop. For your pest control for your home or your office, contact Jordan Carter of Pest Marshals. That's pestmarshals.com. Subscribe to get our weekly blog posts with podcast at jogarner.com. Call us while we're live today, April the 2nd, 2022 at 901-535-9732. All right. Well, today on Real Estate Mortgage Shop, we're going to be giving you some pointers on how to hop over common hurdles to getting your home financing approved. Have you run into any snags with your appraisal? What about trouble with your credit, your income, money to close? Tom King, our expert appraiser, is back in the Real Estate Mortgage Shop studio. And Tom, you have in you've been in the appraisal business for over 40 years. I think you have a lot of valuable solutions to suggest to us for common appraisal problems. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, Tom, and what you do for your appraisal customers. All right, Joe, thanks for having me. My name is Tom King. The name of my business is Bill King Company. Named after my father. I learned all everything I know I learned from my father. He uh, took me around, and uh, I, I owe him a whole lot. So uh, I'm a second-generation appraiser. I appraise homes in Shelby, Tipton, and Fayette County in uh, Tennessee, and uh, do it for a mortgage loan, relocation, uh, individuals that want to know their what their house is worth, uh, bef- maybe before they put it on the market, uh, estate tax, divorce, things like that. Anything you need an appraisal for, one to four families. I hope I can help you. How do we contact you again? Give me a call at 901-487-6989. Well, you know, Tom, there are many wise thinkers who have gone before us and live among us still that remind us that every problem has a solution. And sometimes you have to think outside the box. Other times, you need to have some experienced professionals on your team who already know the solutions to the problems and ways to get around these pitfalls. And in real estate, an experienced professional that you really need is a good, experienced realtor, an experienced loan officer, real estate closing attorney. There's more on the list. Home inspectors, home repair people are handy, too. But I want to share a story. I call this, uh, this is a, there is a solution to every problem, Henrik and Heidi Hagen story. Now, Henrik Henry, uh, and Heidi Hagen endured the uh, cramped feeling of living in a house that was just too small for them. But we almost have this house paid off, Henrik would remind Heidi. But Heidi yearned to live in a home large enough so that her mother could come live with them and Heidi could care for her mom. And weeks came and went, and the Hagans went to see houses, made offers, but were constantly being outbid by families making competing offers to purchase the same house. Because Henrik and Heidi's credit scores were lower than normal due to unexpected emergencies, the price to pay on the mortgage rate was higher. Now, Heidi was self-employed 
and her bank had told her she didn't she didn't show enough income on her tax returns to qualify for a mortgage. Henrik needed more income to buy a home uh, where they wanted to live. I mean, they just they had they had struggles with uh, hurdles with credit. They had hurdles with income, and the Hagens had enough money to put down on a bigger home, but only if they sold their current home first. But the current home needed repairs, so there we had a problem there. A buyer and a buyer's lender would require the repairs to be completed on the, the, the Hagen's house if they went to sell it. So they knew that. And where could Henrik and Heidi get the money to repair their home since they couldn't sell it without repairing it? Well, Heidi felt guilty every day she, that she could not move her ailing mom into the home with them to care for her. Both Henrik and Heidi agreed they needed someone or a number of professional someones to point them in the right direction towards solving their real estate conundrum. Where would the Hagens find enough money to repair their small home so they could sell it for a high enough price so that they'd have enough money to put down on the bigger home? That was one question. Number two, which strategy could they use to boost their credit scores within a short period of time, like 30 to 45 days, without spending a lot of cash? That was conundrum number two. Number three, what adjustments to their finance uh, would uh, finances would increase their income on paper anyway to lower their and or lower their debt so they could afford the bigger home? Later in the show, we're going to revisit Henrik and Heidi to see how they set out to solve their real estate Rubik's cube situation. So we're going to come back to that. And uh, what do you want to accomplish with your mortgage? Make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, let's do, do it, it today. today. That's right. Connect with me. I'm a mortgage officer. I'd love to be yours. Connect with me by going to jogarner.com. You can also call me the old-fashioned way so I can hear your story, 901-482-0354. But right now, uh, Tom, I'd like to talk with you and have you talk with our listeners. You're our expert appraiser. What are some of the biggest obstacles, Tom, that borrowers and sellers are encountering on home loan appraisals? Well, the biggest obstacle is uh, trying to get the house to appraise at the value that it's selling for. And uh, based on that, the, the thing that's really causing the offers to be made are the acceptable offers and I only see the winning offer, so I don't get to see all the other offers like an agent sees, uh, is the appraisal contingency. So it's a combination of not only price that the uh, uh, house is selling for, but the, the terms in the appraisal. Uh, probably a year ago, uh, people made outrageous offers and expected the appraiser to bail them out. In other words, you know, they made an offer they knew it wouldn't appraise for, and the appraiser would come in low, and then they'd renegotiate. And then, then after that, they'd say, well, we'll pay, you know, $5,000, $15,000 over the appraised price up to the sales right, price. Right, right. And now that, that appraisal contingency, what I'm seeing right now, it's being removed completely. So wow. So I guess in this time of, of multiple, multiple offers, and I can understand how people that – or buying a house may have been turned down 10 or 15 times. They said, what do I have to do to get a house? Uh-huh. And this is the one thing that they're doing. 
Uh-huh. So uh, the appraisal contingency is is a big part. It's also a big risk too. It, I was just going to say now I have I have some that are working right now loans where on the software it came back and said it 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 was waiving the appraisal, but usually that's because either Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac up in Washington have enough data on recent appraisals to show that that house could very possibly. Uh, appraise for what the sales price was but when you're in a situation where you're having to bid a price that's so much higher than what a, the listing price is it's harder to get a waiver of that, appraisal that's right and some of them are 10 15 20 percent of over the uh, list price of the house and that's that's a big difference because these agents don't list it low they mm-hmm. listed it what they think a, a market value is and uh the shortage of housing is making mm-hmm. these offers uh, come in over the list price. Mm-hmm. We're still seeing double-digit appreciation in home prices this year and probably into next year. So we're going to continue to see this. But you're right, Tom. People get they get uh, they're like, well, I've got to move. What have, like you said, what have I got to do if I have to do this? Not contingent upon the appraisal. Now you may put that in the contract that you're going to offer this price that's not contingent on appraisal. But let me say, if you're getting a mortgage and you don't have an appraisal waiver, the the uh, mortgage company is not doing it contingent, uh, waiving the appraisal. They're, they're going to base your loan amount on whatever that appraised value is. So if you were trying to come in and put 5% down, but the appraisal comes in, you know, $20,000 or $10,000 below uh, what your price is, you're not putting 5% down. You're putting 5% down plus whatever the difference is That's between right. your That's price right. and the the uh, the lower appraisal. And I'm, I'm seeing also that uh, parents are helping their, their children on this too. Uh, in one case, I saw where the, uh, the parents bought the house, paid cash for the house, and then immediately went in to refinance it All right. so they could uh, uh, get the get their daughter to go in there or son or uh, to, to go into the house. And what that does is it, 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 it allows them to get the house and then they can refinance later. But not everyone has that uh, luxury. That luxury. Yes. <laughs> well, you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host. I'm a mortgage loan officer, and you can find me over at Sierra Pacific Mortgage here in the Memphis area. And you can also connect with me at jogarner.com. We want to thank Jordan Carter of Pest Marshals for sponsoring this episode of Real Estate Mortgage Shop today. For your pest control or home, for your home or office, contact Jordan Carter, Pest Marshals, pestmarshals.com. And we've got Tom King in the house. He's a appraiser, appraiser with Bill King Company. And when we come back, Tom's going to be showing you some ways to get over those hurdles when it comes to your real estate appraisal. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. 600-WREC and 92.1 FM. Sierra Pacific Mortgage Company, Inc., NMLS 1788, licensed in Arkansas, 23921, licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance, 1788, licensed in Tennessee, 109426, 46 Timber Creek Drive, Cordova, Tennessee, 38018, equal housing lender. Hey, I'm business consultant Tim Flessner with Business Management Solutions in Metro Memphis. You're listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Now back to your host, Joe Garner. Right. 
and you're back on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. I would love to be yours. I'd love to hear your story. Connect with me at jogarner.com. In the studio, we have Tom King, who is our expert appraiser. And Tom, how do we contact you? Give me a call at 901-487-6989. And we're talking about running into snags in the real estate financing process. Here's how to hop over the hurdles. And we're going to take a moment now and do something we like to do, and that is play the game Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest. And our Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest is brought to you by notable Memphis historian Jimmy Ogle. And uh, Jimmy, you can connect with him at Jimmy uh, uh, Jimmy Ogle, that's O-G-L-E dot com, JimmyOgle.com. Our Look Back Memphis Trivia Contest is sponsored by John and Jennifer Lawhon of Lawhon Landscape, 901-754-7474. The Lawhons can help you plan your landscaping if you have a really big project, a little project, or maybe you want to do the big one in phases. The Lawhons are giving away a $25 gift card to the first person with the correct trivia answer. And if you know the answer to our trivia question, call us at 901-535-9732-935-9732. And Tom, what are some questions that we have for our Look Back Memphis All Trivia right. Contest? This, this is a, should be an easy one, but uh, this is Memphis Trivia. In my reincarnation in 1910, I became the tallest building in downtown Memphis. Who am I? And a few hints, I stand tall next to one of the original four public squares in Memphis, and both the Cotton Exchange and the Merchant Exchange were located in me until they moved in 1924 and 1931. You were a little girl back then, I believe. <laughs> he's, and, he's getting in trouble over here. <laughs> yeah. And the building that replaced me at the tallest in Memphis was my neighbor, the Lincoln American Tower in 1924. Who am I? So it's a building. It's a, yes, yes. If you know the answer, give us a call at 901-535-9732. And our, our expert um, producer is watching those phone lines. And while we're waiting on our trivia winner, Tom, let's keep talking about how to hop over hurdles when it comes to the appraisal. That's right, Joe. And, you know, one of the things that we need to look at before the appraiser comes and this is especially true on uh, vacant homes, is have all the utilities working. We've got a state in our appraisal that the utilities were on and working, and that includes the hot water. Right. And and I can't tell you how many times that I turned the water on and the hot water is not working. And if it, in my opinion, if if I can't get the hot water working, and it, it's my responsibility, mm-hmm. and I require repair on that, and it's so easy to light the pilot or turn the plug in the hot water heater and uh quite frankly i'm not going to do it because if it's if it's unplugged for a reason i I assume it's unplugged for a reason you don't want to take the liability yeah that's (laughs) that's right if i if i plug in the water heater and water flows all over the the attic and soaks the ceilings and that's that's my fault so uh have all those utilities turned on walk around your house and look for any uh, uh peel and paint rotted wood if your house was built before 1978, uh, there's a lead-based paint issue there. And not only do you have to uh, 
scrape that area and repaint it, but you have to pick up those paint chips right. because that's a lead-based paint problem. That's if it's peeling paint. Yes, that's yes. right. Yeah. Yes. We want the house to be safe, secure, and sanitary. So uh, things like broken windows. Uh, holes in the walls. Holes in the walls. Rotted things, wood. Yeah. That, things Leaky like that. roof. And some, <laughs> some things I can – I was in a house this week – and it had a little bit of damage on the dining room and the kitchen floors. And I took a picture of it, and I, I call that a, a cosmetic repair. I disclose it and say, here it is, and it doesn't really have an impact on the, we call the three S's, safe, secure, and sanitary. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think the, you know, my, my job is to report the condition of the property, and I do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are a few some things we can consider cosmetic, but uh, if it's if you see dark stains in the in the uh, roof, in the in the ceiling of the house, and maybe some missing shingles or things like that, that falls into an area Structural. of a of a repair requirement, as right. we call it. Structural, uh, sanitary, and secure. I believe is that's the right. Three S's. You know, we we also sometimes have an if an appraiser notates on the appraisal that there's uh, missing fixtures for like electrical or plumbing or something about the electrical plumbing or heating and air does not function properly, those are considered structural. They affect the habitability of the house, and a lender is going to require those to be repaired, even if you're buying the home as is. That's that's right. And I was I'm getting ready to do a repair inspection on a house where I saw it a, a few weeks ago, right after our ice storm. He had a blue tarp over his uh, not a good uh, sign. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he had a blue type tarp over his roof, and uh, he was remodeling his bath. And literally, the the bathroom was down to the studs. So I have to take a picture of that and say, here's what I'm going to have to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I try to explain to everybody exactly what I do and why I do it so they'll mm-hmm. be they'll understand that I'm not just trying to be a jerk or anything like that. Well, we'll talk a minute about the difference between like an FHA appraisal and a conventional appraisal. I believe FHA is a little stricter on like appliances and things like that. That's right. Uh, FHA came out with new rules three or four years ago and uh, uh, we have to look at appliances, check them, uh, check the heat. Uh, obviously, when it's you know thirty degrees outside, we can't check the air conditioner. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure the plumbing's working, toilets flush, things like that. Uh, conventional is a lot uh, less restrictive on those kind of things. So mm-hmm. uh, FHA is a little bit more restrictive, but uh, it's not a huge deal. We have to look in the attic, and one of the things that I've been seeing lately, you know, why did we look in the attic? Well. In several houses I've been in, there's no insulation in the attic, mm-hmm. and especially some of these renter homes. Uh, I, that's why I tell people, I'll tell the tenant, I said, you know what, you don't have any insulation in your attic, and your utility bills are really high. He goes, yeah, I, you know, I don't ever look up there. And I said, well, let me tell you something. If, if this person wants to get the loan, you're going to have insulation in your house. <laughs> so uh, that's a big deal for me because a lot of people are struggling, and they're just throwing money away without mm-hmm. any insulation in the attic of their house. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that heat just goes straight up, the air conditioning. If the temperature of the attic is 140 degrees in the summertime, that heat just comes right through in the house, and it's it's a big deal. It is a big deal. And 
also the way things are connected up there. I've, I've seen appraisers take pictures of things that they see uh, is not a safety. It, it's a safety issue because of the way things are wired or not wired. Yeah, one of the things that uh, I had to make a repair on was, you know, the exhaust vent on your uh, uh, gas heat, and it goes up, for, you know, two or three feet, and goes to nothing. It just empties out into the house, and then you see another vent down that's two feet from it. And uh, that has to be fixed. That's a hazard because that's putting out uh, carbon monoxide, uh, you know, deadly fumes that need to be vented outside the house and and in the attic. You know, yeah, it is in the attic, but still, it's a hazard. And if you're a buyer, put a home inspector on your team because these are things that you can absolutely um, uh, discover. And even if the appraiser accidentally misses it or doesn't see it. but Yes, uh, I inspect homes, but I am not a home inspector. Right. I wouldn't know a cracked heat exchanger if it hit me in the face. And we have a caller, uh, Tom, but we've got to wait till break, which will be coming up here in a couple of minutes. So we ask our caller, thank you for your patience. We do want to hear from you. Hang on the line till we go to break. And, Tom, I want to talk real quick about um, how to appeal a low appraisal. Now, what we're seeing in the mortgage from the mortgage desk is appraisers uh, appraisals are coming in low sometimes, but not because the market is cooling off. It's because the market is still hot and people are offering so much higher than what the list price is. Exactly right. How do we properly appeal a low appraisal? Well, the only way you can do it, and I'm going to get technical here for a bit, we have to send the appraisal out over channels, internet or whatever. Because the mortgage the mortgage loan officer can't pick an appraiser and neither can the buyer we have to by government regulations we have to go through a third party or we have to do a roster that is approved by hud yes and in order calling me direct does no good at all and i try to explain i said i can't even correct my own mistakes once i send an appraisal out the door shuts so to speak as Mm -hmm. to what we can do uh, if I see a mistake on the report, I've got to call the appraisal management company and say, hey, I'm, I made a mistake. If you could open the door and let me correct it and send it back to you, I, I'd greatly appreciate it. So we can't even correct our own mistakes. So it's not like I can just change that appraisal and give it to the appraisal management company. That's impossible. So in order for that door to open, if you want to appeal your appraisal, uh, you need to Call the call the uh, your loan officer, submit sales, and the loan officer will s- submit those sales to the appraisal management company. And then the appraisal appraisal management company connects with you. It's called a firewall, and that's to that's right. keep down collusion between mortgage officers and appraisers, and that's to protect buyers and and um, and Just the to public at large. Everybody, yeah. Yes, yes. Well, you're on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host. I'm a mortgage loan officer, and I would love to be yours and help you explore some financing options that are going to be best for you. And you can connect with me at jogarner.com. You can call me 901-482-0354. Tom King, our appraiser, is in the house. And we thank Jordan Carter of Pest Marshals for sponsoring this episode of Real Estate Mortgage Shop. Connect with Jordan Carter at pestmarshals.com. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. You're listening to mortgage expert Joe Garner, author of Choosing the Best Mortgage, the quickest way to the life you want. 
and with a golden nugget from the book. Now, you can order Joe's book at jogardner.com. Joe, if somebody is self-employed, can you show them how to get more qualified income for their loan? Absolutely. A good mortgage officer, we know how to start at the back of the tax return and move forward. We know what expenses are in there that we can add back to the income for qualifying purposes. Ordered the book today. You'll be glad you did. Hi, I'm Kelly Inman of Next Day Access from Memphis, Tennessee, and you are listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. And now back to your host, Joe Garner. Right. You're back on Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I am Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. Connect with me at jogarner.com. We have Tom King in the studio. And Tom, you're our appraisal expert. And how do we contact you? Give me a call at 901-487-6989. Well, just like the song said, there's trouble out there, but there's joy. And we know how to get over those hurdles. We're talking about running into snags in the real estate financing process. And Here's how to hop over the hurdles. And, you know, Joe, we talked about appraisal hurdles, but there are other ones. Uh, what are some of the hurdles that you come into uh, regarding a home loan? Oh, approval? yeah. We've got four of them that are the most common. Of course, you've been in the business over 30 years. thousand, you know. <laughs> but just like we said earlier, there is a solution for every problem. And uh, one of the one of the uh, hurdles that home buyers face is lack of funds to close. And, uh, you know, when the bank account is short on funds, it's time to pull out the treasure map. And, Tom, I know where to sink that spade to find funds that maybe you didn't even know you had. I mean, we can – there are a lot of my clients find out they can borrow against their 401K without taking money out of the 401K. And that can be a lifesaver. Cash value on life insurance policies. Wow, some people don't even know they have them. Uh, gifts from family members, I think you mentioned earlier, Tom. That's right. You mentioned right. that earlier. That's a great one. Uh, local down payment assistance programs. You know, they did a survey a while back, Tom, nationally through the National Association of Realtors. They interviewed people that on the survey said they didn't have enough funds to close. They didn't think they had enough money to close. of those people on that survey thought you had to have 20% down to buy a house. That's right, Joe. And and FHA requires a very small down payment. 3.5%. Again, you have to uh, get that that, uh, offer approved. So uh, it's a double-edged sword, but there are ways to do it. I've gotten people in for zero down. I've gotten people in with down payment assistance for less than $1,000. Maybe a second mortgage might help, too. You know, there's a lot of different ways that you can go about uh, getting funds to close. You just got to have the the right treasure map, and I have that for you. And there's some other loan officers out there that do too, but I would love to work with you. Another one is uh, not enough income to qualify for the home they want. Uh, look for additional income like annual bonuses. A good loan officer knows how to add certain expenses back to income for self-employed borrowers, depending on what those expenses are. Uh, I'm not a CPA, so always go to your CPA to to uh, get advice. But here are some, Tom, that we add back to the income line, and that is depreciation. When you depreciate a truck or a car or a piece of equipment, that's a paper loss. That's not a real loss. So 
mortgage officers will add that back, and sometimes it can be as high as 10000 Yeah, that's a tax law, so to speak. Right. I, I had a guy in the trucking company, and his was like almost 100000 in depreciation. Wow. It was at least sixty, And I added that back, and voila, suddenly, you know, he qualified. That'd make a big difference. Depreciate, depreciable business miles, that's like $0.25 cents a business mile. If you show that, a lot of times we can add that back to income. Business use of home. Sometimes people run a business out of their home. They forget about that. That's right. And then that's another tax deduction. Exactly. So these are just some of the ideas that I have. One time, uh, once in a lifetime, huge expenses. I've, I've been able to add some of those back with certain documentation. Another one is credit issues. And if you need to add about 10 or 15 points on your credit score to get a little better price on your mortgage rate, you might try paying down your revolving credit card balances to show that you use less than 30%, less than 30 or 25% of your credit limit on each card. Now, once the credit card companies report that lower, uh, the lower owed balances, there's a good chance that your credit scores are going to improve considerably. Uh, problems with the house and appraisal, I think we've talked about that. Required repairs are the most common problem that I see borrowers have. And uh, low value is not as common in our current market, but it still occurs. But let's go back and talk about Henrik and Heidi's story. We talked about them earlier in the show. If you're listening now, you missed that. You can catch it on the blog post uh, on Monday. Just go to jogarner.com, click on Power Power Podcast and Blog Post. But uh, here's a recap. In the story of Henrik and Heidi Hagen, we shared earlier in the show, they lived in the cramped home that was almost paid off. Heidi wanted to move to a bigger home so she could move her mother in with them and take care of her mom. And every day the Hagens were stuck in that little cracker box house. Heidi fought with guilt because she wasn't able to take care of her mom. And Henrik and Heidi could not sell their little house for enough money to put down on the bigger home because the little house had repairs that if somebody came in buying their home with a mortgage, the lender was going to require those repairs to be fixed. So the Hagens were short on funds uh, due to unexpected events, and they had some credit issues, and now they had this appraisal issue with their trying to sell their house. Uh, Heidi was self-employed, and she had income, you know, income short. Uh, she was short on income. But uh, here's how they cleared the credit. Henrik and Heidi talked with their mortgage loan officer about their plans and the bumps in the road they were hitting. Heidi wanted to concentrate on improve, improving their credit scores, so Henrik and Heidi set out the following week to pay down their revolving credit cards to where they showed they owed under 30% of the credit limits on each one. Then they called the uh, credit card companies to find out when they were going to report so that they could have the mortgage officer. Uh, we repulled the credit after they made those adjustments. And that helped a lot. I mean, this contributed, this paying down the credit cards attributed to like 20% of their credit score. Income. Heidi owned her own business. She deducted on her tax return everything she could to shelter her um, her income, and we uh, were able to add back some of these things we just mentioned earlier by looking in the back pages of Heidi's tax return. So that helped them on the income side, and... Um, appraisals. They needed to sell their current home. Now, they didn't have a problem with repairs on the home they were buying. They had repair issues on the home they were going to try to sell. And uh, the Hagans cleaned and they decluttered their current home. They did some of the repairs they could on their own and with a neighbor who helped them, a friend of theirs. Their realtor sold the home within short order. I mean, really quick. 
the buyer's lender required the big repair items to be done before closing. Those are the ones, Tom, I think you said were structure, sanitation, and, and security of the home. That's right. They required those to be done before closing. And uh, since the Hagens didn't have the money, they weren't going to have the money to pay for those until after the loan closed. Uh, the realtor and the, the roofer worked out a deal where the uh, repairman came out and did the work right like three days before closing and agreed to be paid right, you know, like after the, the, the whole deal closed. So that way the Hagens had the money to pay at closing once they, they sold their house. So that was the way they got the repairs done early, even though the Hagens were short on funds. And then we were able to celebrate their success. After selling the home to the new buyers, the Hagens had the funds to put down on their new home and it made it more affordable. The lender reviewed, um, had reviewed their income and their asset documents. I had reviewed th- those and uh, reviewed their credit so that uh, when the Hagens went to make their offer earlier, I was able to write them a much stronger letter because we'd already reviewed credit. We'd already reviewed their income and their assets. You did all your homework. That's right, Tom. <laughs> and, you know, you have to do that in this market. You have to do your homework. But I just want to cover, Tom, you and I see this in the mortgage business, but I'm just going to drill in a little bit deeper. How do you help someone who is short on funds to close? There are down payment assistance programs and grants out there. There's 100% loans like USDA rural housing, VA. If you have a family gift or, like you said, maybe a loan secured on something else, you can actually get into homes with nothing down. Uh, how do you help customers that to get their credit scores higher? Well, we talked about that a little bit by paying down those credit card balances to where you show a, a very small usage. But there are credit simulators that loan officers like me have to use that can show you what if you did this or what if you did that, what would your credit score likely be? Uh, now, if you have judgments or tax liens, you do have to clear those before closing. And stay away from those uh, furniture loans Thank that, you. That, <laughs> that, that say no payment until 2035 or something like that. I'm being facetious, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, stay away from those 12-month yeah, savings cash. after you buy the house. And don't, don't buy anything until after the ink is dry and the money is funded on your loan. Uh, because the underwriters and processors check right before you close to see if you've extended any credit or you've gotten new credit or anything like that. You don't want to shoot yourself in the foot the day or don't two before closing. Don't apply for five credit cards. <laughs> right. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, and pay your bills on time, of course. Uh, how to manage high income to debt ratios. Well, when it comes to debt to income ratios, the first bit of advice that I have to give to prospective borrowers Consult with a wise financial advisor first, but look at your budget honestly to determine how much you can feasibly afford to pay for a house note. And before paying any bills, don't pay off any credit or anything until after you've talked to your loan officer, because sometimes there are debts that you can pay down instead of paying off, or certain accounts that you can be can be reworked without spending a lot of money, because lenders look at money in the bank as the first priority Income to debt ratios are way down the list on priorities. So keep, don't run out and spend all of your reserve money paying off debt before you go to see the loan officer. You may not have to do that. What happens if the property you want to buy has some repairs that need to be done? Mortgage companies have answers to this. You can escrow for repairs. Sometimes you put 
repair money into an escrow account and do the repairs after closing sometimes. And sometimes the sellers will help you. But stay away from decorator allowances or carpet allowances. Mortgage are, companies do not flags. allow those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, get a strong pre-approval letter. I'd love to help you with that. But we're getting ready to go to break your own real estate mortgage shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host, mortgage loan officer. You can connect with me at jogarner.com. And Tom, how do we contact you? Give me a call at 901-487-6989. We'll see you guys back in just a moment. 600 WREC and 92.1 FM. Hi, I'm Pat Goldstein, realtor with Crylike. I listen to the Real Estate Mortgage Shop in Memphis and North Mississippi. All right. You're back on Real Estate Mortgage Shop, and we're listening to Shania Twain talk about uh, up. And, you know, when you're running into snags with your real estate financing process, we're going to show you, we've been showing you today on Real Estate Mortgage Shop how to hop over those hurdles because you're going up. You're going up. We're not going down here. We're going to get over every hurdle you experience. I'm Joe Garner. Mortgage Loan Officer, you can connect with me at jogarner.com. Tom King is our appraiser in the studio. And Tom, how do we contact you? Give me a call at 901-487-6989. All right. Well, uh, we're, we're going to um, do something we like to do every week. The Real Estate Tip of the Week. And I think you have it today, don't you? You know, I do. Uh, oh, great. T- today is April 2nd, 2022. So if you're listening to this podcast a year later, two years later, this is probably not going to apply. But I want to talk about our current market. Right now, we are seeing wide swings and whipsaws in the stock market as well as the bond market. Well, your mortgage rates are not tied to the Fed rate. They are tied more closely to the bond market. So what I'm going to tell you today is how to prepare what what we see our clients doing. You know, of course, consult with your financial advisors. But what I'm seeing in the mortgage industry are people who see the road ahead. And what's ahead right now is where we are. We've got inflation that's higher than we've seen it in 40 years. And now we're beginning to see an inversion in the um in the bond market. And that means that your shorter term bonds uh, usually have a lesser return than the longer term, but we're seeing that even out and actually cross over, crossed over a little bit where it's even higher, higher uh, yields on the shorter term than longer term. That spells stagflation. And stagflation is when your inflation rate's going up, but the um, market is not moving. It's not growing. And so uh, we want to the way you do the way you do that, way you position yourself is take a look at your budget, really chart out what you're spending, what you're making, cut down on expenses. Inflation is uh, eats away our buying power, Tom. That's right. That's right. And so if you can use bargains, you can you know, start doing some bartering, maybe uh, sharing or, or substituting one thing for another. You can control your expenses and kind of mitigate that. Now, the Fed rate going up, the Fed has said they are going to go up seven or eight times this year. I don't know if they will, but they say they are. And next year, if you have variable rate debt like home equity lines or credit card debt, 
those are directly tied to the Fed rate. And That's right. If if you're struggling now with your budget and you have a lot of variable rate debt, let's talk about a cash out refinance. We'll refinance your mortgage. Well, we can add in all of that variable rate debt and lock it down to a fixed rate loan. That is my tip for fighting inflation and fighting against the effects of the Fed rate going up. And, you know, Joe, a lot of people are looking into the future and saying, I don't think interest rates are going down anymore. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, I think that has a lot to do with the so-called frenzy Right. Uh, people trying to find a house that's, as I said, I don't want to pay seven, eight, nine percent on my loan. Right. And I want to, I want to lock in at these low rates, right even now. though they've gone up. Right. They're still low. They're still good. They're still good. If you're a renter, I would love to talk to you because renters have really taken it on the chin and on the nose historically. When we are in this kind of inflationary time. Uh, because rents have been going up, Tom. They na- nationally they're going up like seventeen percent a year in Memphis. It's average last year thirteen percent. In some areas, twenty nine percent. They're projected to continue to go up. You're not building wealth when you rent. You're not building wealth as the you're building someone else's wealth. <laughs> you're building someone else's. Thank you, Tom. And uh, you know you're not able to control your budget if the landlord's knocking on your door every year, going up on your rent. So that is, uh, if you're if you're a renter, let's talk about doing some strategy to get you into home ownership and a fixed rate mortgage. And if you've got variable rate debt, let's talk about how to get that um, stable into one fixed rate mortgage. But uh, all right, so we're going to take a moment and recognize some of our sponsors. Talk Shop offers free networking and education to anyone interested in real estate, business, or health and wellness. Thank you, Talk Shop. Talk Shop meets every Wednesday, 9 o'clock a.m. Central at Concord Career College, 5100 Poplar Avenue, first floor. That's the Clark Tower for those of you in Memphis. And you can join on Zoom. Just go to talkshoppe.com, click on the events tab, and you can click that link and get right into our meeting. And this Wednesday, April 6th, 2022, 9 o'clock Central, Gary Robinson of SCORE, that's the Senior Corps of Retired Executives presents. So you want to start a business? And if you, are some, if you or someone you know is planning to start a business or make ma- a major change in your business, this, this talk shop event is for you. Uh, SCORE offers their time for free. They offer resources to help you succeed. We want to thank Talk Shop sponsor Peggy Lau of Secret Club Secret, a travel program that allows you to earn vacations at only a fraction of the normal cost. You can use the discounts to travel alone, or you can travel with a community of fellow travelers. Connect with Peggy Lau, 901-279-0747. Thank you to Tim Gilliland of BackupRx.com for keeping our data at Talk Shop backed up and accessible in case of breakdowns. And he can help you disconnect with Tim Gilliland at BackupRx.com. And uh, let's keep our support and prayers going for those who um, have been affected by the war in Ukraine. Absolutely. Please keep them in your thoughts and prayers. We want to thank again Jordan Carter of Pest Marshals for sponsoring this episode of Real Estate Mortgage Shop for your pest control for your home or office. Contact Jordan Carter of Pest Marshals, pestmarshals.com. Subscribe. You can get our Real Estate Mortgage Shop 
podcast with the show notes and pictures every week in your email box. You can do that by going to jogarner.com. And Tom, we want to remind people to make your plan. Let's work your plan. If the deal works for you today, let's do do it it today. today. Got a quick quote from the quote corner, Tom. You're going to like this one. Mathematics may not teach us how to add happiness or minus sadness, but it does teach us one important thing. Every problem has a solution. That's that's, right, Joe. And, you know, one of the things that I'm I'm seeing when I talk to people is, you know, I I talk to a bunch of people and they say, you know, I went through a a struggle with my house. I didn't know if I was going to keep it, but... You know, I finally got there, and now my my value's gone. The house value's gone up, and I've been working extra shifts because it's, you know, I've been working hard. I got my credit paid for, and now I can refinance my house. Some people were stuck in a higher interest rate and couldn't uh-huh. get out of it. Right. And uh, to hear people say their own little success story to me, I said, "Man, I'm all with you on that." And <laughs> it really it it makes you feel good doing it. It makes me feel good doing it. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot better than uh, doing foreclosure appraisals. So uh, oh, yes. uh, there there are a lot of ha- I've never been happier doing my job because I'm hearing these stories and you know I don't get to see the buyers or the sellers that much, but you know I've I see them every once in a while. I say, "Hey, man, you made it, didn't you?" And, and <laughs> You're a people person, and Tom. <laughs> it's it's just fun to to see that, or, or especially when the person's like refinancing their house and they're saying, "Oh man," I said, "Now I can." Uh, do some things to the house that I've really wanted to. That's or, a big one. Im- and just like you're talking about, and pay modifications, off, pay off some debt. Yeah, and, and uh, feel like they've they've got it. And, and probably a lot of these people are are paying the same amount, or might possibly even less if they've been stuck in a high interest rate. So, well, if, and it's if a good time to be in business. It is, and like you said, if they're improving or doing modifications or trying to pay off some variable rate debt, that's where your your plus is right there, isn't it? getting into a a stable loan right now in inflationary times. But we appreciate you listening to Real Estate Mortgage Shop. I'm Joe Garner, your host. Connect with me at jogarner.com. Tom King, how do we contact you? Give me a call at 901-487-6989. There's the music (laughs) taking us out. (laughs) It sure is. We love hanging out with you. We'll see you guys back next Saturday. Yeah.